going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about Obsessions. Yes, not uh, Usher's album that came out in the early 2000s. No, I'm not talking about the book. And I'm definitely not talking about that movie Beyonce was in years and years ago. I'm talking about your own personal obsession. What are you obsessed with? Why? Why? Because the things that we obsess with are obsessed with become our God. And if we're not careful, we'll end up worshiping without realizing it the wrong things and we'll put ourselves in a hole that we can't get ourselves out of. This goes beyond <laughs> craving the pit. This is living, loving, <laughs> and worshiping in the pit. And we don't need that. That's not good. That's not good at all. Now, what 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 is an obsession? An obsession is something that captivates your thoughts, your actions, and your being. Um, and for all of us, it's something different. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 what I'm obsessed with may not be what you're obsessed with. Uh, the things that that take over you are may not be the things that take over me. For some people, sex is an obsession. Uh, you go have sex with Tom, Dick, and Harry, then you turn around and have it with Sarah and and, and Leela, uh, and and then you then you go and try to you know make it right with 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 the one that is at home. And, and then we have all these issues going on. Uh, and then you're thinking about it while you're having it with somebody else. And it's just a problem. Um, some people are obsessed with social media, um, you know, looking at what everybody else is doing in their life. And, and the obsession with what other people, other people are doing in their life is a problem. You know, we, we spend so much time looking at other people that we forgive to forget to live our lives. We complain about how dry our phones are when we could be kayaking, canoeing, or, or doing whatever it is that suits our fancy. But we're so obsessed with what everybody else is doing and how much they don't want to do it with us that we, we become obsessed with them. You know, sometimes we're obsessed with our friends. Uh, what, what's going on in their lives that we forget to live our own lives. You know, so-and-so is doing X, Y, Z. I've got to go help them with X, Y, Z. So-and-so has this problem going on in their life. And so I've got, just got to go deal with that problem for them. And we we allow our own lives to crumble around us. Sometimes we become obsessed with, a lot of us become obsessed with our significant others. Uh, because they, they, we, they supposedly bring out the best in us and they make us feel good and they say the right things to us. And so we don't want to spend time with our friends. We don't want to go spend time with the family. We want to spend time with Bay, uh, because Bay makes me feel like nobody else. And then should the relationship end, you're sitting here and you hadn't spent time with your family in three years. Your friends don't remember your name and, and you're wondering where did I go wrong? All I had was them. That's a problem like a real problem, like a whole problem. It's an issue. Sometimes we become obsessed with our jobs and, and see being obsessed with your job sometimes is good. But when your obsession with your job is over your obsession with God, then we got an issue. See, when you're obsessed with your job, you're thinking about it. How can I make it better? What can I do? Can, what can I do? What can I do? And then that job becomes the source. And God said, he's the source, but you've made the job the source. And so now your focus is in the, on the resource. Ooh, yeah. And so the job has put the focus on the resource. It's a problem. 
and and see the the resource is only good as long as it's connected to the source. But as soon as it loses a connection to the source and the source says, oh, I'm done with that, it's over. Sex works the same way. You're connected to the gratification, but not to the person. You, you're connected to the body and what they physically can provide, but not you're not connected to the um, you're not connected to. To the uh, to the soul and the things that they're providing, the social media. You're connected to what they're doing, but you're not living the soul. You're not living your life, so you're neglecting the source of your own joy. You're getting gratification by watching them, but you're not living your own life. You blink, and twenty years has passed, and you know X Y Z. This person went kayaking. The other person went jet skiing, and you sat there and watched them do it. That that's not good. That's not good. So I know I know some people who are obsessed with weed and alcohol. That's all they do. They know how to how to cut it, how to do all everything to it. But they're, and they're attached to the high. You know, they're not they're not attached to it. They're attached to the high, so they chase that high over and over and over again. Um, but but the high that they're looking for, they can't ever reach. And so even though it was mediocre, or it was good. They can't ever reach the one that they want. They want a better one. But so they're doing all these crazy things before they look back and spend all their whole life in a chemically induced state. Attached to the resource and not the source. You know, some people are, are, are attached to shopping. I love to shop. Don't let me don't let me even try to mislead you. I love to shop. But there's something about shopping. See, shopping, spending money for some people, it, it, it creates you a sense of belonging, a sense of, of, of need, a sense of satisfaction. But then you sit down to balance your checkbook and you're like, whoo, I didn't mean to spend that much money. Did I really do all of that? And you realize it was all you. But you're attacked, you're attached to the resource of how it makes you feel, but not attached to the source of what's going to happen if you spend that much money. And so, you know, some people are attached to eating. I like to eat. I love to eat. I come from an eating family. You know, we we make vacations around barbecue festivals. You know, <laughs> we we are some eating people. But see, the thing about eating is in that moment, certain uh, flavor combinations can make you feel a certain type of way. But if you eat too much of it, it causes uh, bad things to happen in the body. We love the resource, but have an issue with the source. Uh, and then there's people who love looking apart. I know that the light bill is due, the power bill is due, the rent is due. They're coming to repossess the car tomorrow, but I'm still going to spend all this money that would even it all out on uh, this outfit. I'm going to go buy this $1,000 suit and these $2,000 shoes, and I'm going to make sure the Instagram loves the way that I look, and I'm just happy about it. And then, you know, if they come take my stuff, you know, we'll, we'll just go get some new credit cards. And, and they are attached to what it, how it makes them feel when people think they are boss, but they're not attached to being boss. And see, here's the thing. Uh, when you, are, you have an obsession, the obsession has your focus. And it, when it has your focus, whatever you're focused on becomes your God. And see, if it's not God and it's not the God, if it's not God, God, it's, it's, destined to kill you in some form or fashion because it's only a resource. It's only a byproduct. It's not the product. It's not the source. It can't do what it's supposed to do for you. And so when, when we become obsessed, we have an issue, but see, here's the thing. We can get to the place where we are proud of something and we do the things that look like obsession. Um, but when we put Christ first, we put the universe and our lives back in order. Okay. Obsession with Christ leads to Christ being satisfied with you. When Christ is satisfied with you, you become satisfied with him. When he is satisfied with what I said that wrong, when you're satisfied with Christ, he becomes satisfied with you. When he's satisfied with you, he begins those things that he promised. He begins to add, add to you. Uh, Matthew six thirty three says, 
that if you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, I'll add all of these things unto you. So what does that mean, Reverend Kojo? That means that if you put God in the number one spot, if you make him the object of your um, obsession and the object of your affection, all of these things that you desire, he'll make reality. And it won't be on a resource level, but on a source level. You know, you, if you're craving sexual relations, he'll send you a spouse that can fulfill your needs. Uh, and so then you're not just focused on the body, but you're focused on the soul. If you crave, if you like social media, he'll give you the ability to do the things that you've been desiring and watching people to do so that you can post such things. You can post such encouragement. If you if you're obsessed with the friends, he'll give you the light, the, the wisdom to share with your friends, but he'll also give you the life to be able to lead and be able to put things in order for you. If you're obsessed with your significant other or you love your significant other, he's going to pair you with a significant other that's chasing after him just like you're chasing after him. If your if your affection is toward alcohol and weed, he'll probably take that one away. Uh, you know, alcohol is not a bad thing. It's just in excess and an obsession with it is a problem. Um, and, but, but all of these things and looking the part, if you're obsessed with looking the part, if you make him the object of your affection and the object of your obsession, he'll make, instead of looking the part, he'll make you the part. And so when we begin to focus on God, God begins to even out the things that we were focusing on, but we've got to first focus on him and see Sometimes it's harder than it sounds because you're like, but I really think about this thing all the time. You're going to have to start taking some of that, take some steps back. If you shop too much, hide your cards. If you eat too much, take a diet, go on a fast. If you're having too much sex, you got to make up in your mind. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to do this because God says so. You know, I was, <laughs> I actually came across this guy who um, was upset his son had gotten into a, um, what was being picked on at school. And, you know, his kids are not like a wimpy kid. And, and the kid was upset. He was, he was like, and he was like, what's wrong with you? He said, he pushed me. He said, well, why you didn't push him back? Because you said, daddy said, don't push him, push him back. You said, tell the teacher. And so at the point, the dad is like, well, boy, boy, you know, he's like, well, what did your mama say? Your mama, mama said, push him, but you said, tell the teacher. And so when, if we live the way that, that kid lived, daddy, if daddy God said, don't do it. And we would just say, because daddy said, don't do it. We don't do it. Our lives would be so much easier, but I understand that's hard. That's, that's frustrating and it's difficult. But that's how we move right. That's how we get right. And so and then I then I realized that some some of you are going to have questions. Well, what do I do when my marriage and my children are the um, are the object of my obsession? You've got to put God above your your husband and your kids. And I know that sounds crazy, but you got to put God above your husband and your kids because he's the only one that can regulate your household and cause your household to come up under um, come up under submission. Y'all know it is my custom to get up before the sun rises and to meet God. Why? Because for me, that's a fast. For me, that, that, is, that is ultimate sacrifice. For me, that is God, you are worth my sleep. You're worth all of my rest. And I'm going to come meet you before the sun rises because you're that important to me in my life. And, and, and by saying that he's number one, he's got the number one spot, not reading text messages, not texting folks back, not telling nobody. Good morning. This morning, first thing, first thing is first, let me get in the face of God, because if I can get in the face of God, he can tell me how to deal with my folks. 
He can tell me how to deal with that person I love. He can tell me how to deal with this job or jobs, plural. He can tell me what to record today. He can tell me where I need to go, what I need to preach, what I need to teach. He can tell me where I need to shop. He can, all of these things, he can go ahead and put me in the right frame of mind. He can even give me words of wisdom that I may need to encounter with somebody when they call me and say they need a, uh, an emergency counseling session. Because I put him in first. You want your life to get in order. You want your stuff to begin to work out. You've got to make God the object of your obsession. The things that you are obsessed with, well, hmm, if you're obsessed with anything but God, the things that you are obsessed with will keep you from getting blessed. You're wondering why it's not working, why it ain't working, why he's not acting right, why your kids are going left, why is it that it seems like I can't ever get ahead. You're not obsessed with the right things. You're focusing on the wrong things. And as long as you're focusing on the wrong things, the wrong things will begin to will continue to manifest in your life. You know, we, we you know, we, what, what, what do you do with your job when you're obsessed with your job? Well, I'm thriving on my job. I will tell you this. And it is the it is the wildest thing to me when I put God first and I meet him before the sun rises. It always works out. I get more accomplished in the day than I get when I try to when I try to bypass him because I don't have enough time. It's funny when I would have 8 a.m. meetings and classes and stuff like that. I could meet God at 5 a.m. My prayer time could run long. And in my prayer time running long, I still end up in class on time. Sometimes earlier than when, when I would finish on time. Why? Because God, see, time, God is no respecter of time. And see, when you get, show him that, hey, you're the first thing on my mind, on my heart, you're the most important thing in my life. He's going he's gonna to make you important to him. And he's going to c- continue to allow you to maneuver your day under, under his covering and his blessing. If God is not a man that time is relevant, you don't think he can adjust things for you? I have watched it happen morning after morning, every morning when I wake up late and I assume that I can't go meet God and I run out of here, I'm late, I'm frazzled, my blood pressure's up, I'm having a struggle day. If I go out here and I spend my day before God, it doesn't matter if I finish with 20 minutes, if I'm 20 minutes late, I always somehow end up on time. Put him first. Put him first. I'm sure you've heard this. Put him first. And if that means you got to remove and stop doing some stuff, and I know we, you're probably thinking, well, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I enjoy doing those things. I enjoy going out. I love the Lord, but I, I want to go out here and do some stuff. How much do you really love him? Because I've, I've, you know, I've said it too, and I've heard other people say it, but here's, the, here's, here's what's real. When you love somebody, you begin to shift and cater to their needs as they cater to your needs. Okay. When you love somebody and you know that they hate something, you do it less because you want to please them. You, you, you begin to shift and arrange your life according to how they, they cater and and live with you and how they do things. If you really love the Lord, if you really love the Lord, I mean, and I'm not talking about that patty cake religion. I mean, if you really love the Lord, your, your desire is going to be to please him. And if your desire is not to please him, then how much do you really love him? I mean, you might like think he's cool or whatever, but you can't say that I love the Lord. Yeah, your flesh is talking, but when you love people, you sacrifice. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if any, if you've ever really for real been in love, and I know that wasn't proper grammar, that's why I said it like that. If you've ever really, really been in love, you know you begin to sacrifice. You begin to change some things. They say they don't like something, you be trying to figure it out. How can I change that about me? And as long as you really love them, you're going you're gonna to try to please them. But here's a wonderful thing about God is he loves us. 
And as we begin to change and our desires change and the closer we get to him and we want to be right, all of that begins to shift, change and in, in, in love and go is he's going to begin to cater to you. He says it throughout scripture and just, just to name a couple of verses is, is he says, you know, uh, verse like I said, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. He also says, delight thyself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You know, he, he promises us. He says, um, also in the Psalms, he says, and let's not forget his benefits. We can't forget the benefits. The benefits are plentiful. Uh, but when we focus on God and we make him the object of our affection, he's going to take care of us. He's going to continue to take care of you as you cater to him. He's going to cater to you. And, you know, one thing that I have to remind myself of daily, especially here recently, is because I'm, I'm focused on God. And but that doesn't mean that I don't have desires and I don't have wants. And that doesn't mean that I don't want things to work out a certain way in my own life. But I have to remind myself is he knows the desires of my heart. He knows exactly what I want. It's not like I have had any shortage of praying over the years. I have been explicit with what I want and he knows exactly what I want. So as I focus on him, I've just got to remember that he knows exactly what I want. He knows exactly what I I need. And so as I focus on doing what he's called me to do, and being what he's called me to be, I just have to trust that he's going to work it out in the way that I'm at, that, that he's going to work it out and that it's going to work out for my good. You know, all things work together to the, for the good of those who are called to his purpose, who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And we just have to trust that he's going to work it out. And if you trust that he's going to work it out, there's really nothing that you even have to worry about. Just trust that he's God and he's going to do it. But see, when we, we are so obsessed with being in control, we miss God. And y'all, I ain't really trying to miss God. I'm sorry. Not interested. I'm not interested in missing God. I, I want I want to be where he wants me to be. I want to be what he's called me to be. And I want to do what he's called me to do. And at the end of the day, that's that's my desire. And that's, I'm encouraging you for that to be your desire. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out ReverendKojo.com. There's so much stuff there. There's new content uploaded daily. You don't want to miss any of it. Uh, merch is coming soon. Uh, That's one of those things that's in the works. You don't want to miss that either. Y'all be blessed. This has been Life School.